1: you know And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Stutton. And I'm producer Maria. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts and more. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Are you guys still on Cameo? yeah but like i honestly like i just don't like it and we're like
3: we're not in the same room ever because we're still recording remotely so it's kind of hard to do
1: a web yeah give people what they want yeah and it's just not it's like money wise it's just like not worth it yeah
2: okay wow okay Mm -hmm. yeah well up that what if you did like 150 dollars and then you waited for someone to pay it (laughs) but you can put it out there
1: I'll raise it to $200. And if someone wants to pay $200 for a cameo, like we'll do it. Great. Wow. Yeah, we'll do it. Heard it here. Also, we should do maybe a Patreon episode about some new stuff we discovered yesterday. There is a picture of Jean Benet with Gislaine in the background. And this is like a substantiated picture. If you go on Google Images, like this picture has existed for a while. It hasn't been it hasn't been proven that it is Gislaine in the background, but like you can tell it's Ghislaine. It's her. It's her, absolutely her.
3: Ghislaine's G- lawyers were the same lawyers as John Benet Ramsey's father.
1: Yes. So there already is a link. And John Benet disappeared or died. On, um, on Ghislaine's birthday, on her 35th birthday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? And then Melissa found out, re- realized something interesting yesterday having to do with the Bahamas and Epstein's Island and uh, Natalie Holloway. So we should do a little episode on that just for our patrons. So yeah, um Yeah, we'll we'll put the pieces together. Although we kind of just we just did the episode, but uh, <laughs> just now the last two seconds. But uh yeah, so that's the kind of stuff you'll be able to find on our Patreon. Um you can also tip us. So if you like an episode or just think we're great, throw us a dollar or two. The link is supporter.acast.com. Slash web crawlers by donating. Donating it's a good uh way to support women in the arts. Women in the arts. Yeah, just, <laughs> gotta it. put in that philanthropic. <laughs> ones. You can also please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five star review, screenshot and DM it to us, and we will shout you out on the podcast. And last but not least, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. It's really been popping off, and we've been getting uh, tons of messages, enough that we now have mailbag episodes, so please keep them coming. Uh, Melissa, who are our patrons for this
3: episode? We have Michaela, Peyton S., Christy W., Jake S., Emily S., Amy, and Aubrey S.,
1: Wow! Lots of S's. Yeah, um, welcome to the club. What if that was all? Like S was for Siegel, and this was all like my extended family. <laughs> it's all your third and fourth <laughs> all cousins. And fourth cousins. <laughs> well, let's get into our main story of the day, which is pretty fascinating.
3: This was this was uh, recommended by producer Maria.
1: Oh wow! It was? Really? What are you doing? You'll see.
3: Well, no. What is it? So, in 1951, in August. Residents of the small French village of Pont-Saint-Esprit suddenly started having terrifying hallucinations. Some people imagined lions and tigers were coming to eat them. A man jumped out of a window thinking he was a dragonfly. At least seven people died and over 50 people were taken to the local asylum in straitjackets and hundreds more were affected. Theories started circulating to explain this mysterious case of mass insanity. Was it poisoned flour, contaminated water, witchcraft? Or did the CIA spike the food with LSD as part of a mind control experiment during the Cold War? What caused this Le Pen maudit, which means cursed bread in French? <laughs> Let's, Let's get, get into, into
1: it. it. Uh.
3: Okay, so, what happened? In August 1951, inhabitants of the small village in the south of France started going crazy.
1: Do you want to hear something real quick about French? Yes. Yeah. I took French for 10 years in high school, and I even did a uh, summer at the... The Sorbonne? No, I wish, but- Lycée, uh, the the French school? No, uh, it's called the American school in Fre- in Switzerland, Cassis, <laughs> Um, And I, I took French there all summer and I like don't remember a lick of French. No, I took Spanish my whole life and I can say the basics. I took like Latin. I don't know. <laughs> but when I got my wisdom teeth removed and I was under anesthesia, apparently so- I spoke French. fluent French to the doctor. No way. Really? Yeah. So I think it's still somewhere in your brain or your subconscious, but like it, you just have to tap into it.
3: Wow. Oh, my husband speaks French. I don't know.
1: Ooh, does he say Voulez vous coucher avec moi ce soir? He says don't <laughs> don't de esta
3: la bibliothèque. I think <laughs> no. that's two languages. That's <laughs> Spanish and French. Anyway. <laughs> so people in this French village started going loco. <laughs> <laughs> loco in La Cabeza. <laughs> A man was hallucinating that blood was dripping from his ceiling. Oh and he God. said his daughter was also hallucinating that bears were trying to eat her. Jesus. And her mouth was full of hair that she couldn't no. pull out. Yeah, no. that's so Gross. And a postman, Leon Armounier, was doing his rounds when he was suddenly overwhelmed by nausea and wild hallucinations. Wow. He said that it was terrible. He said he had the sensation of shrinking and shrinking, and fire and serpents were coiling around his arms.
2: Jesus, like Alice in Wonderland.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He fell off his bike, and he was taken to the hospital in Avignon, He was put in a straitjacket, but he shared a room with three teenagers who had been chained to their beds to keep them under control. Oh my god! Sounds like a sitcom. (laughs) Yeah, it (laughs) does.
2: A crazy post post <laughs> office worker gets gets sent to a, a recovery clinic where he meets his three
3: roommates, the coolest teenagers on the block. Hilarity <laughs> ensues. So some of my friends tried to get out of the window. They were thrashing wildly, screaming, and the sound of the metal beds and the jumping up and down, the noise was terrible. Oof. I'd prefer to die rather than go through that again. Oh, my God.
2: Coming this fall to CBS. <laughs> young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> this Monday, after Young Sheldon, watch the premiere of The Good Doctor.
3: <laughs> the Good Doctor. I need The Good Doctor.
2: Yeah, so, they sure do. Uh,
3: people complained of nausea and stomach pain. Weak blood pressure and faint pulses, cold sweats and low temperatures. Mm. Worst of all, everybody had insomnia and smelled. (laughs) Smelled? A report in the British Medical Journal said, a state of giddiness persisted accompanied by abundant sweating and a disagreeable odor. People would compare the stench of the fragrance of dead
1: mice. You know, if you have, like, some people say if you have candida, like, like if there's an imbalance of like mold in your body, like you can smell it. Yeast infection, not like a pussy yeast infection, but like if if like you have like an imbalance, like you can smell like you smell moldy, oh. like you smell like a, a a wet blanket. Have you ever dated someone who just like
3: didn't smell right?
1: Well, allegedly, you're not supposed to like the smell of your siblings or parents, and that's biologically so that you don't want to oh. have sex with them.
3: Work That's the you know. only deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I was going to, but it's, they smell weird. But, but they they're super weird, hot. So. <laughs> uh, so this incident made headlines in the newspapers. They had no idea what was making everybody lose their minds. Seven people died, over 300 were poisoned, and 50 people were admitted to psychiatric wards. Mm. Um, one man thought he was a dragonfly, jumped out of a window, he died, People, people were hallucinating fire everywhere. They were fighting and slapping each other. Um, and of the people who died, they were—they all died of sudden heart failures.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, crazy. So investigators thought that it was the return of Saint Anthony's fire, a disease that killed many thousands in. Oh, never mind. Um, in the Middle Ages, I thought that that was a movie, but that was Saint Elmo's fire, right? <laughs> that was Saint Elmo's fire. <laughs> Caused by a pair. What's that about?
2: I think it's like about just a group of friends.
1: Oh, is it? Is it about a group of friends in an insane asylum? No. (laughs) No. No. That's the
2: sitcom. That's the bread boys. The bread boys. The bread (laughs) boys.
1: A disease that killed many thousands in the Middle Ages caused by a parasitic ergot fungus that grows on rye. The baker, the town baker, was accused of poisoning everyone. Um and he was like arrested. Yeah. Uh he actually confessed, but then later was released because he said his confession was made under pressure, like under duress. And there was no evidence to support the theory that the ba- town baker just decided to poison everyone. They
2: didn't have any proof. Oh
1: Maria. Oh, the proof. <laughs> yeah, the that's proof pretty good. Bread. Um then you. they thought it was water poisoning from mercury uh or a nearby gas factory. Otherwise, never mind. But evidence. What's a gas <laughs> factory alley? Don't gonna- say it. <laughs> I was going to say otherwise, known as Maria's butt. Um, but evidence <laughs> no. dis- disproved. Hey, uh, did Piggles get upset? I offended you? Yeah, she doesn't like. She doesn't like fart jokes. Yeah, I actually don't either. They're low lowbrow humor. But evidence disproved that theory as well. Some residents thought that it was foul play because it was the height of the Cold War. Um, America and France were allies, so it could have potentially been Russia, maybe. Mm -hmm. Then this guy, Hank Aborelli, pops up. The case remains mostly unsolved until 2009, when a journalist named Hank Aborelli was investigating the suspicious death of a biochemist in the CIA named Frank Olsen. We've talked about him before during MKUltra. Frank worked in chemical weapons and carried out experiments with drugs like LSD. He was also in France a few months before the bread incident. Hmm. Hmm. So Hank was like, "Hmm, I wonder <laughs> if Frank Olsen had anything to do with the poisoning. He believes it was a US Army covert experiment. Frank was a CIA agent who had LSD put into his coffee cup unknowingly in 1955 and nine days later jumped out of a 13th floor window and died. Was it murder or suicide? Now, according to another doc that I watched yesterday, I don't even know if it was a doc. It was some like YouTube YouTuber who was like does true crime. I can't even remember who it was.
2: Was it Brie Larson?
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) Because Allie, she started a YouTube channel. It's just a hot topic. Brie what Larson are you serious did. she did yes she's a youtuber now duh haven't you guys been watching
1: e wow quarantine comes for us she, yeah <laughs> she's
2: she wants to talk about she said i i remember the commercial on or whatever on e they have like a little news breaks and then they said she's she's gonna talk about really serious topics but she's also gonna get she's also gonna have some fun too
3: cool Good for Brie.
1: Frank Olson, American biochemist, committed suicide. Uh, he was working for the American military for special operations. He had expressed guilt after 1951 to his wife, saying he couldn't handle what he had done. Oh. So what had he done? And then he threw himself out of a 13th floor window. Or
3: so they want us to think.
1: Yeah, so they want us to think. Um, so Frank Olson continued... Um, Olsen had spent 10 years at Fort Dietrich and knew most, if not all of the special operation division secrets. He had repeatedly visited Germany and brought home pictures from Heidelberg and Berlin where the U S military maintained interrogation centers. So the, the CIA has centers like all over Europe. Yeah, He was also one of the several special operation division scientists who were in France right before, obviously, this happened, this whole mass hysteria in uh, Pont-Saint-Esprit. And also, uh, doctors were obviously experimenting on humans at the time. They were testing radiation on the army. Uh, They were testing LSD, everything. So people think that Pointe d'Esprit was the joint work of the American Army and CIA operatives. Um, Hank, the uh, journalist, found a document from 1949, right before this thing happened. And it was from a CIA operative and a representative from a place called Sandoz Labs, which spoke of a quote-unquote secret operative that was going to happen in Pointe d'Esprit, that ergo-poisoning was actually the D from LSD. So they had found right. that this that this poisoning could actually be made into LSD. So why point Saint-Esprit since it's kind of like a random small town yeah. in France. So apparently it's only one day of travel away from this Sandoz laboratory which is based out of Switzerland. And assumingly, the CIA, I guess, is probably using Sandoz Labs to create LSD or do testing. So that's probably why they chose this little French town right next to Sandoz Laboratories. Oh,
3: that makes sense.
1: Wow. Also weird that I learned French in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Imagine. Okay,
3: continue. (laughs) So... In 1938, before all this happened, a scientist at Sandoz Labs, which is still around, like I've, I've gotten pharmaceuticals from Sandoz.
1: Yeah, they still exist. Yeah, a lot
3: of my Lexapro comes from them. Hell yeah, Shout out Lexapro. So in 1938, the scientist at Sandoz, Albert Hoffman, he's the one who discovered lysergic acid diethylamide or LSD. Mm. And it's derived from the ergot fungus. That some say was growing on the same rye that poisoned the bread at Point saint esprit So this fungus is like part of LSD. Oh, so okay. ergot fungus contains lysergic acid, two parts of LSD. And so lysergic acid can also be produced synthetically. So you can make LSD in a lab or part of LSD comes from this rye fungus that grows on this rye.
2: I only go natural. My LSD is... I only go organic, natural. I only do rock LSD. Rock LSD.
1: That came out easy for you, Maria.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Look. At, so the CIA. CIA was super interested in, in LSD. So they could use it as like a truth serum or for mind control. And they tested it on over 7,000 soldiers. And eventually Jesus. they started conducting tons of experiments Including Bluebeard, artichoke, and MK Ultra.
2: You know what's? Well, you keep going. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's just something that I learned when I saw, when I saw that documentary. But I'm you might cover it, so I don't want to jump the gun.
0: No, say well, it. What it's is okay. it?
2: Say it. Well, the fact that they were doing testing on prisoners, just like regular prisoners, right? That they were just like, I mean, that's nuts. Like to do that. Like an Amer- like a government agency doing that to American citizens. It's in crazy. Prison. Think it's about crazy. what they're probably
1: doing now. Like, yeah, there's no reason why all of a sudden they wouldn't be doing this shit. Like, it's yeah. crazy.
2: Except yeah. that it came out. Well, like, yeah, there's, and like, like, laws like, against it,
1: but,
3: like...
2: caught wor- Like, yeah, they caught wind of it, but... You know, I don't know, but I'm sure I don't the know. The more
1: we do this pro- this podcast, the more I'm turning into like a QAnon person. Oh, no.
3: No. <laughs>
2: no, you're A-Anon. You're A-Anon. What's A-Anon?
1: Allie. Oh, Allie Anon. Allie Anonymous. Yeah. It's your own. It's your own thing. <laughs> Allie Anonymous <laughs> is all the people who date me who don't want anyone to know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they all have a group. So they meet up They're once they yeah. talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, they were testing so many soldiers that they ran out of test subjects, which is according to this documentary that's on Vimeo that's called CIA Covert Experiments that like talks all about this. So, why would they choose Point, Point Saint-Esprit, which is a small village? Well, in September 1950, exactly one year before the Point, Point Saint-Esprit incident, the U.S. Navy conducted Operation Sea Spray in San Francisco. Uh-huh. So it's a Navy ship just off the coast of San Francisco used a giant hose to spray a cloud of microbes into the air and into the city's famous fog. So the military was testing how a biological weapon attack would affect the 800,000 residents of the city. And how did, what did it do? Well, it was called *Serratia marcescens*, Sriracha? Bacillus Globigi is the name of the... The germ.
2: You know what's crazy though? Is that where the Craig and I visited the Sriracha plant Sriracha, yeah. Factory. We went to the Sriracha factory. It's like outside of LA and the Sriracha factory actually was almost shut down because residents were saying the fumes from the Sriracha factory were burning their eyes. Yeah, that's crazy. You know
1: what other factory (laughs) burns people's
2: eyes? (laughs) What, Ellie? The gas factory.
1: (laughs) Your butt. (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay, where was I?
2: Um, uh, so they sent
3: they sent in the microbes into the air, and what
1: yes. did it
2: cause
3: people to do? Well, they believed that it was harmless. They just wanted to see what oh. would happen if they sprayed it. But eleven people were hospitalized with *Serratia* infections, and one person died from pneumonia who had this infection. So apparently, it did affect some people. It gave them like lung issues.
2: Why on earth is it okay to test
3: out things on American citizens? This was uh, 1950. Like, p- this was, like, when they first started. <laughs> this is before anyone was, like, knew that this was going on. And this is a real thing that happened. This isn't, like, a thing. Yeah, this is yeah like, it's yeah. not
1: okay. The government's insane. They don't yeah. give a shit about you or your rights or your health. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's right. So, Sydney Gottlieb... <laughs>
2: Well, listen, my reaction to it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify.
3: was a mastermind of the whole thing who's a military chemist and secret operative who was obsessed with lsd he was behind a lot of the MKUltra stuff um this is from the guardian it says there he came to know Sidney gottlieb and his deputy robert lashbrook the two scientists who would soon be running a top secret cia project codenamed mk ultra gottlieb was the cia's chief poison maker over two decades he oversaw medical experiments and special interrogation projects in which hundreds of people were tormented, uh, many minds were permanently shattered, including the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. yeah, he participated. Uh, during this period, there was an obsession <coughs> at the CIA that they thought there was a way to control the human mind. And if it could be found, the prize would be global mastery. So MK Ultra was a top-secret program of experiments in mind control that used... Doses of LSD giving to quote unquote expendables. Um, and so Gottlieb wanted to see how much LSD a human could take. Like, what's the threshold on LSD? What's the
1: breaking point? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Was there a breaking point? He wondered. So a dose so massive that it would shatter the mind and blast away consciousness, leading to a void into which new impulses or even a new personality could be implanted. Like, they wanted to break down people and like retrain them as like soldiers.
1: Tabula rasa they wanted a blank slate
3: yeah they did uh also in 1955 they sprayed whooping cough bacteria off the coast of tampa and two people died what
2: yeah what was their reasoning for that for Which testing
3: to out s- to see how to see how large populations you react can't to do biochemical
1: that. Warfare, man. yeah yeah you can't On do that anymore people?
3: yeah 50s were wild
1: Corona is yeah, real, work. but like every pandemic, you're like, uh, what is this? <laughs> How did it start?
3: How do Chemtrails, dude. Chemtrails, Chem <laughs> Um, In the 1955, which we talked about Operation Climax, where they okay. gave LSD to people in San Francisco and they let them have sex, Made them, with, like, have yeah. sex
1: with hookers. Yeah. No, not sex workers.
2: Lady of ladies of the
3: night
1: or ladies, ladies of, the of the night. We get a lot of emails about how we address sex, <laughs> sex workers. Workers. We are pro sex work. Oh yeah,
3: sex work is. We're a not pro. Job.
1: We're not pro people who are forced into sex work. No. But if you choose to do it, fucking
3: great. Great. Get that um, money. So the CIA. <laughs> so the CIA did do covert biological weapons experimentation on unsuspecting people. So, what would stop them from doing it on a small village
1: in 1951? Exactly.
3: Yeah. So, now is on to our theories.
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
3: So, LSD is a common theory. So, Albert Hoffman initially said that the side effects from the small village could definitely be caused by LSD.
1: I guess it's like one thing to to say is that like we obviously went the lsd route on this what they claimed was that like oh the bread was bad the bread had this mold it made everyone go crazy like whoopsies it was just a bad it was spoiled bread that had a weird mold everyone hallucinated for a little bit it won't happen again sorry everyone knows that it was actually the government
3: Albert Hoffman, the guy who like discovered LSD, was like, "Yeah, this totally could have been from LSD." But then later he backtracked, and then when they tried to reach him for comment, he was never able to be contacted again. Like all the Sando scientists, he had hung, hung himself in his cell. Yeah, all the <laughs> all the scientists at Sandos were like, "No, no, no, it's definitely not LSD." Like they had to cover his tracks. They're like, "No way you talking about that?" No one ever. Said anything again.
1: Yeah, they're like, sorry, sorry, we're too busy filling Melissa's uh, Lexapro prescription. Yeah. (laughs) Here, we're busy making Lexapro. Yeah. So, in a document
3: from 1953, a director at Sandoz confirmed to a secret agent that it was LSD poisoning in Pont Saint Asprey.
1: oh. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was. There's like no way it wasn't. That's crazy.
3: Er Ergot or ergo. I don't know how to pronounce it. There's two different ways. Yeah. So most a- academic sources blame ergot
1: poisoning. What does it mean when you say ergo?
3: Ergo, that means doesn't mean like therefore. Yeah, I think yeah, that means it's like, like therefore. So. Yeah, ergo, it was ergot. <laughs> 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 so scientists writing in the British Medical Journal declared that the outbreak of the poisoning was produced by ergot fungus. Mm. The victims appeared to have one common connection. They had eaten bread from the bakery of Roche-Briand, who was subsequently blamed for using flour made with contaminated rye. So the flour had been contaminated by a fungus known as ergot, which produces alkaloids similar to LSD. Wow. So this ergot poisoning could also be attributed to the Salem witch trials. Remember we talked about this. Right. Yeah, a while ago, that perhaps when everyone was like, "Oh, they're a witch! They're and they're going crazy! They're infected with hysteria!" There was like a crop of rye that could potentially be infected with ergot.
1: Yeah, one thing that's really crazy. This is a true story um, about moldy bread. Um, it's <laughs> oh, no. actually really insane. No, this is like a really cool story. So, um, my dad knew knew this doctor, or is friends with this doctor. And Doctor um,
3: Professional. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he starts with this doctor. And this man came in who was a Holocaust survivor. And he was getting like a checkup or something. And they did a um a MRI or a scan or whatever of his lungs, and he had a lot of scarring in his lungs. And the Ooh. doctor was like, It seems like you've had pneumonia or like really bad pneumonia right. at some point. Did you know that? and the guy was like no like i've never i didn't know i had pneumonia ever or he was like yeah i've like prob- i've been really sick but like i've never been diagnosed with pneumonia like i've never taken medication for pneumonia and what it was was that during the holocaust like the jews were fed a lot of like moldy and expired food But the mold, penicillin, is made from mold. Right. So, like, the moldy bread and the moldy food that he was giving, like, was penicillin, which treated, like, whatever the pneumonia he had. So, isn't that crazy? So, like, I guess at some point he, like, had pneumonia, but the mold from the bread that he was, like, given during the Holocaust by the Nazis ended up treating his pneumonia so
3: you're saying we should eat moldy bread
1: well actually the reason my dad told me this story was because i'm quarantining at my parents house and i tried to make toast and the bread was like so moldy and freaked (laughs) out at my parents and i was like you cannot serve me moldy food and then my dad was like actually moldy food is good and then told me that story and then i was like well i can't say anything now you bring up the holocaust
2: unless you're allergic to penicillin right he could be killing you that's
3: a good point. What so if anyways, moldy bread is the cure to coronavirus?
1: You never know. I'm
2: sure they've looked into it. I'm sure it's the first thing they think because they go, well, <laughs> let's antibiotics. Cures that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cures that's that.
3: Crazy.
1: That, that is wild. Crazy. Um, so anyways, uh another theory is was it Russia poisoning them? Um because this was at the height of the Cold War. However, like, why would they choose this tiny village? It's just, like, kind of random. Then another uh, possibility is mercury poisoning due to fungicides used to treat the grains and the seeds. But, like, I feel like mercury poisoning gets a weird rep, because, like, people are like, don't eat too much sushi, you'll get mercury poisoning. It takes so much mercury in your system, I think, to feel the effects well, of didn't mercury. jeremy what about piven, jeremy had- piven. <laughs> yeah yes jeremy piven's a psychopath i wouldn't be surprised if jeremy piven was eating five whole swordfish a day just straight into his gullet
2: <laughs> well i think that the rumor was because he was doing a play at the time is that he faked mercury poisoning
1: right. so he wouldn't have to do the play anymore that wouldn't surprise me. Jeremy Piven's a fucking weirdo. Do
3: you guys ever listen to that podcast, S-Town? Uh-huh. Uh,
1: I know what it is, but I didn't listen to it.
3: Well, you remember that one guy, he was making what he's like a fixing clocks or fixing something in his garage and he would kept inhaling um, the metal that he was working on and it like made you go crazy and it like deteriorates your brain and he oh went like God. crazy. I can't remember what if that
1: was mercury or not. I have that. But it does make Weird. you go crazy. Jeremy Piven is also charging like $15,000 on Cameo for video chatting. So oh maybe the mercury God. poisoning is uh, You should him.
2: take a number. You should take, you know, put, what do you call Use it? Take all of our out podcast out of earnings.
1: Yeah, or or we can just start charging. We can start charging that. Yeah, take a note from Jeremy. You got to charge high because
2: he he probably doesn't want to be doing them, and he's just like, no, I'll do it like this. And if some like rich guy wants me to say what's up, I'm Jeremy Piven, then great.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think
2: he's smart. Like he's the smartest businessman <sighs> I know.
1: I agree, he should be president um, In 2008 uh, President Piven does have a ring to it In 2008, historian Stephen Kaplan Published a book on the incident And in it, he asserts that the incident Was not connected to either LSD or ergot poisoning He said it might have been caused By nitrogen trichloride Used to artificially and illegally Bleach flour okay. I, I I don't know about that I bleach my hair all the time And I'm fine <laughs> Yeah, you're you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Rude, but I don't think it was that. <laughs> um another
3: theory is the CIA poisoned them in order to test a delirient incapacitating agent which is like a truth serum or memory wiper so they could program them to kill. Um in his 2009 book A Terrible Mistake, the journalist Hank Avarelli, he said that the Special Operations Division of the CIA t- uh, tested LSD on the people as part of its MK-Naomi chemical behavior program in a field test dubbed Project SPAN. According to Al Borelli, the ergo, ergot contamination explanation has been ruled out, and he said the ergot poisoning was a cover story. Oh, shit. Um, In his book, it said biochemists were dispatched to the scene from the nearby Sandos. Uh, chemical company in basel switzerland included was albert hoffman the man who had first synthesized lsd um, and at the time only a handful of scientists worldwide estimated to be no more than eight to ten knew of the existence of this lsd and virtually nobody in france apart from a select few officials at the Sandoz chemical laboratory were aware that the company was secretly working closely with the CIA. So sandals uh-huh. was working with the CIA back then, but then I was like, "Can you die from LSD?
1: Maybe if you I'm don't, sure. if you don't, maybe from shock. Like that's what someone, I was all thinking. Of sudden, like, and I started tripping, or if you have a um, pre-existing condition, you probably can. Right? Like if you start
3: hallucinating, something is like coming to eat you, and you could have a heart attack. I guess because the yeah, people died from sure. heart failure. The seven people in the village died from heart failure."
1: Yeah, if you don't know what's going... If you don't right. know that you're tripping and then all of a sudden you're like, my mouth is filled with hair, I'd, I'd freak out so yeah. hard, I'd have a heart attack. Yeah. Have you ever done LSD? We've probably talked about this before.
3: No, I've only done mushrooms. Maria? mm No.
1: I'm high on life. <laughs> huh. I feel like... I feel like people... I feel like people do LSD all the time to like relax. Like it's one of those like ketamine things where people like dose themselves for anxiety.
3: Like microdosing.
1: Yeah, I feel like people microdose LSD.
3: Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of microdosing mushrooms. And I don't know if I've heard of microdosing LSD, but yeah, I guess you could. I think that's what all the people in Silicon Valley are doing, is the LSD microdosing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I can see how microdosing mushrooms could be helpful. Like I would for sure try that because the times that I've done mushrooms i all it's been great. I've
1: had a really fun time. What was your face's This is crazy. Okay. In recent years, a new form of substance abuse is becoming increasingly common among stay-at-home moms and CEOs alike, microdosing <laughs> LSD. Oh. Reportedly, microdosing certain psychedelic drugs can improve mood, include physical and mental stimulation, and encourage creative thinking. It also helps to treat um, issues such as depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Yeah, I can see that. I I would hate if my if my stay at home mom was micro dosing <laughs> LSD. That's you so would stressful. Know. You
2: would know she'd be so
1: cool. She'd like, be like,
2: come on, Allie, come in. How
1: was school? Yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy.
3: I feel like every time I've done mushrooms, or like for the f- weeks after, the weeks and months after, I feel like I am in like a good mood. Or like it affects me oh. much longer than like just you know the four or five hours that it lasts because it really is like it just it's really fun like I've had I've had no bad experiences with mushrooms like I would for sure do it again maybe there's some sort of feels feels microdosing
2: type thing I mean Which if like feels are, that
1: they do LSD well it's illegal
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> so I probably don't. For something that's illegal, I feel like the government's really pushing it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys aren't, like, gelling with me today.
3: (laughs) No, I I get it.
1: (laughs) I feel like there is, like, I feel, I don't feel a connection. And it's well, fine, how could we that I have
2: responded you to, to you in that moment. No, 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 that's fair. That's fair, Allie. Um, say it again. Let's take do this again. Let's, let's start over. To, Not no, I don't episode, want to. But let's just be aware. <laughs> no, be aware. I don't want
1: to. No, I don't want to anymore. No,
2: <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, what did you
3: say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, to be honest.
3: The government's pushing LSD on everyone.
1: Yeah, you. that's what I was saying. For the government pushing LSD so hard, it's weird that it's illegal.
2: Okay, how are they pushing it, though?
1: They're spraying it onto people and making whole towns crazy.
2: Well, that's because they, that's, but that's behind closed doors. It's not like they're pushing it on us being like, hey, yeah, yeah, try it. They wanted to see if
3: it could, they could turn into like a truth serum.
2: (sighs) They wanted to use it against people.
1: Yeah, I just don't know, man. I'll get, I'll just talk about it with my real friends. It's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be honest, I have to go to the bathroom.
3: <laughs> number one. Number one. No, oh, number two. Number one. <laughs> I,
2: that looks like a number two face to me. I was gonna make a gas factory joke. I was gonna
3: say I was gonna say there's a
1: Well, that's okay. We've gone through all our th- theories, so we can pretty much wrap well, it up. Well, there's
3: one theory that I'm shocked Ellie hasn't brought up. What is it? Mushrooms.
1: Oh, like maybe it was a maybe it was a truffle, a truffle bread, and the yeah. and the truffles were actually <laughs> mushrooms. It, and it went everyone. It was just <laughs> mushrooms.
3: Everyone was on mushrooms. That's
1: that is so possible. Funny. Let's Google. Let's Pont Pont Saint Esprit Esprit magical mushrooms and mystical molds. <laughs> I mean, it could have gotten mixed in with the flour.
3: Hallucinogenic. Or maybe werewolves. it was a
2: nice mushroom bread. It was yeah. like a nice uh,
3: baguette with yeah. You know, m- and the a baker mushroom. ran out of like ran out of mushrooms and was like well i know the cow the cow shit has mushrooms growing on it so i'll just use
1: that wait a second there there's a, a whole bunch of stuff about werewolves uh, what, where what, what, what? where
3: where's it a- <laughs> on the internet <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, there's there's two different websites that that say werewolves um <laughs> werewolves.com No. <laughs> Hallucinogenic werewolves, werewolves what? witches and the accidental conceptions. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Real wolfmen true encounters. When I look up Pont Saint Esprit Mushrooms, like three different. No, I'm here with you. This is this is. On Are you? Go- do, yeah.
2: What is this? The, r- Google Books has a book called "Real Wolfman: True Encounters in Modern America," and then it brings me to this chapter, and it says, "In the town, in the little town of Pont Saint Esprit, people began to come down with sudden fevers and morphed, morphed into delirious behavior. Not just a few, but 300 people succumbed to a bizarre malady that turned schoolchildren violent and made people run blindly through the town in disbelief that." In belief they were being chased by packs of wild animals, crazed psychotic visions filled every head and a few victims demonstrated unbelievable feats of strength. After a few days, their unkempt appearance and wild expressions began to make them look savage. Townsfolk began to whisper the dreaded word werewolf. It took two weeks for locals authorities to tra- <laughs> to track the source to the bakery. Well, we know that that's not correct. So,
1: wow people were turning into werewolves people were turning into guys okay another theory popping up (laughs) is this all making sense now what if the cia was doing like experiments trying to turn humans into werewolves that woman was like my mouth is filling up with hair Oh, (gasps) the hair oh my god (gasps) And she was like, she was, and that one guy was like, I feel like my stomach's full of snakes. And they had like, what if that was, he was just morphing into a werewolf and like those guys, those guys had to be chained down because they were going so crazy. Like what if the government was doing an experiment trying to turn morph people into werewolves like superhuman strength fighters? Yeah.
3: We've all seen the thriller music video where he turns into a werewolf and he gets real aggressive and crazy. Yes.
1: Like what if that's what this was? He gets real good at basketball. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it's weird that like there's more than one website on this. Like this is like this is an actual theory.
2: It's so weird because yeah, there are so many werewolf websites with this whole ergot thing. Well, they did think it was
3: witchcraft. That was like another theory.
1: Oh, the white devil, the werewolf in European culture. They called it werewolf fever. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Werewolf in literature origin. Yeah. People think that this was also a werewolf thing. Mm -hmm. A lycanthropologist in 1951 and the French nearly 130. Okay. Wait. wait, Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: People are like saying that it has to do with the power of the moon. Uh, Virtually every sort of misfortune has been attributed to the moon's
3: influence. Wow, guys. Convulsive ergotism, due to its profound symptoms and influence, has also been suggested as a possible cause of several outbreaks of werewolf and
1: witch hysteria in Europe. Wow. Or ergot. Ergot is, is some sort of like, there's some sort of magical potion, and ergot is one of the components that, like, one of the final ingredients of the potion that turns you into. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We've solved it. All right. All right. We're just not gelling. Uh, Melissa, if people want to reach us, not where gelling. can people find us? Where can people find us? I believe the werewolf story.
3: You can you can email us. Oh, uh, What's our email? Webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the internet at webcrawlerspod.com.
1: Also, please do not, I think we just cracked a case. So please do not forget to tip us yeah. um, at supporter.acast.com slash webcrawlers, supporter.acast.com slash webcrawlers. Please tip us $1 for figuring out the um, origin of <laughs> werewolves. I mean, I think that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Um, Anyways, um, we are going to end this episode now, so Maria can take a number two. (laughs) No! (laughs) It's okay. Everyone does it. They even wrote a book about it. I I am Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Howlin-Stutton.
2: And I'm producer Maria the Howler.
3: (laughs) That's all I use that one. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Bye!